TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number two of WEEI Late Night. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. The text line 37937. Get ready for the heat wave. I don't know, Ethan, producer, thank you so much for being here. I don't know if you saw the reports, but like the secondary airport in London the other day melted because of the heat. It's gotten up into like the hundred teens in England. And yeah, like, it's, I, like, I have uh, cousins who live in Germany um, out in that area, and I know it's a little bit further away, but like it's still pretty hot over there, too. Yeah. And they've been telling me like it's absolutely insane over there what's going on. Yeah, when because, you know, you look at everything like kind of on a shelf line, right? And Boston is on that shelf line with like Manchester uh, United Kingdom, right? Like, so this is why we get kind of cooler type weather. And like a lot of people don't have eight again. Yeah. ACs in the, yeah. The next few days. Yeah. Boston, you're needing AC. <laughs> this is like, if you rent homes and you're like, Oh, I'd always like staying on the third floor because I have my privacy. I don't have to worry about people walking over me yet yeah, until it hits 95 degrees. All the heat rises. All up of to it the goes up floor. there. The, your science teacher was not lying to you when they say heat rises, right? And they're like, oh no, we just let the natural breeze come in. The hell you do? I'm, it's 150 up here. And I still pay on all this to stay in your loft? I've always said, stay on the first floor. Just uh, I've, I've always been a fan. Get the first floor if you can. I don't care if they own, like some owners of a house, you know, they'll take the second floor and have the person live under them so they wouldn't have to people like, no. Guess what? I will knock off five thousand dollars off of your rent on your two bedroom one bath if we you move upstairs for the summer. <laughs> I'll knock five thousand off for the summer. So stay cool. If it if it's that bad in, in the UK, and I'm not going to get in any, any type of politics, and only because I would say this: whatever you think may be going on, this is just a small sample survey of the history of the world. This place is hundreds of thousands of years old. We're talking about like a 15-year window, people are talking about for the most part. 50 years, maybe. So hang in there. Demand AC from your from the owner of your home. <laughs> I pay you all this good money not to burn up. Well, if there's one thing that might catch fire this season for the Patriots, it could be their defense. Now, I don't really buy the numbers. Like, if you told me, that, hey, on on film, what I saw last year was a number one defense from the Patriots, I'd say, nah. And I think in part it was because of their schedule, right? Like, you can look really, you could shut out Atlanta because Atlanta could almost shut out itself last year. It played Jacksonville. Even the Houston game, which got a little bit batty, you were able to get turnovers. And that's, you know, sometimes the score gets, you know, 
miscombobulated, you might have three turnovers in that game. You know, and suddenly your defensive stats go up, even though, you know, you might have played too close of a game. So I never really saw the Patriots as a one-two defense. They finished second overall last season. Um, but mm, I, I I think they'll be okay. So um, last night I talked about uh, the top quarterbacks in the AFC, ranking them 1 through 16. I had Mac at 11. And the wide receiver core, uh, how much the team had spent, which was uh, somewhere like, well, the, the, the Patriots are number two because Nelson Aguilar takes up the fourth, the fifth most cap space for a receiver on any team in the league. So his number skews all those numbers to go weird where everybody says, oh my gosh, there's no receivers. But if you look on paper, you're like, wow, they really spent money. They must have receivers. So that's that's a Belichick thing right there. So, Ethan, I'm going to give you, you know what? I'm going to go from 16 to 1 in terms of defenses and where they finished last year since there's no Mac Jones revealing this. That sound good? That works for me. All right, so this year I believe the worst defense in the AFC will be the Texans. They were 27th last year overall in the league, 13th in the AFC. Even though Lovey Smith is there and there might be more of a defensive presence, some sometimes when you have an offense that may have trouble, that means your defense will have more trouble because your defense is going to be on the field more. So it's not so much that the Texans have all these holes all over the place, which they, they, they somewhat do. They're, they're going to be better disciplined, but they might be on the field more. So I think they drop a little low. I think they drop lower. So I have them at 16. I have the Jets at 15. They were 32nd last year and 16th in the AFC. Now, despite the moves they made in the offseason, these guys still need to know how to play. I do not see a Micah Parsons emerging from the Jets' defense this year. You got Robert Salah, but I think his hands are going to be full because he's got to manage a whole team. And sometimes the concern in the NFL has been a defensive head coach who has some kind of running wild offense thing happening and with Zach Wilson is going to be a distraction. Sometimes it takes away from what you do best, which is defense. I think the Jets' defense won't necessarily grow. Technically, it would grow a little bit better than it was last year, but they'll have the second-worst defense in the AFC. Uh, at 14, I've got the Jags. They were 28th last year and 14th in the AFC. Um, again, you know, the Jags are rebuilding. Uh, I think everything, all the, the the attention is on making sure that Trevor Lawrence is feeling good about playing football. I don't know if you heard of those comments that he made to SI before he got into the league where he pretty much said that, you know, look, at the end of the day, football isn't everything to me. And what football executives want to hear is football is everything to you. So the Jags always have to keep almost like a third eye on Trevor Lawrence to make sure he's happy. So there's going to be a lot more concentration on the offense this year. So I think the Jags may be more offensive productive, but they may lose games at, at higher clips. It won't be like nine, six games they'll be losing. They may lose games 27, uh, 24-21, 27-21, where you'll see more offense out of them, but the defense will suffer. Now, at 13, I have the Raiders. They were 26 last year, which I was kind of shocked to hear that. I see that. Uh, and they were 12th in the AFC. Yeah, what's different? They put all their money on the offensive side. They've got an offensive-minded coach. There's nothing really that says from the Raiders, especially now that you know an impact player uh, is gone like a Khalil Mack. So the Raiders really haven't rebuilt up on the, on the defensive side. And plus, with them being in that AFC shootout west, I've always thought and I've said that I believe the Raiders would be the one team that gets beaten up the most defensively 
and therefore I could see them down there uh, towards the bottom five. The biggest thing I think for the Raiders is really going to be whether Chandler Jones continues to do what he does. Uh, I feel like he's so underrated, and it's it's crazy how many double-digit sack seasons this dude has, and people kind of forget about him. But they, right. they, they did pick him up, so I think the pairing of him and Max Crosby is going to ultimately kind of determine just how good that defense ends up yeah, being because the secondary at, is not great. Yeah, but look at, look at well, that's the thing. Their secondary is not great, and look at the quarterbacks in their division. Yeah. So yeah. right. So, so they yeah, got a, they got a tough road for sure they, defensively. Right. So that's why at number twelve I've got the Chargers right because I think that would be the second most beat up team defensively. Now even though they added J C Jackson, Bosa's continued to show signs of growth. They were thirtieth last year and fifteenth in the conference. So I have them being better than second to last. But very rarely do defenses suddenly just jump up overnight. Um, again, because they're in the shootout division. They'll be able to handle the defenses a little bit better than the Raiders would be, but expect a lot of Charger games to be 28-24. Like think of that Chargers Raiders game last year at the end of towards the end of the season. I think that game was what 38-35. Yeah, against the Raiders that final right. week. That yeah. final week. So So you think even adding JC Jackson and Khalil Mack, it's still it, they're still I don't I don't know. Yeah. They well. improve, right? But we're really talking about they improve maybe four or five spots. I don't see them suddenly becoming a top ten defense. They're almost a top ten defense in the AFC. But clearly I mean they were thirtieth in the entire they were they were the worst in the league last year. So, you know, I mean uh, second to worst in the league last year. So I don't see them that bad. I'd probably say they'd be a top 25 this year, right, versus in the 30s. So they might be like the 23rd or 24th uh, defense in the league and still be able to put, you know, they're going to put points on the board. They're going to be in shootouts because for, for, for someone like the Chargers, it may come down to a key sack versus dominating and shutting down a game from point A to point B. I just don't, they have that ability to potentially do it, but it depends on who they're playing. So, We'll see. I, I think if there's one pick in here, I think I'm wrong. I could be wrong about it's the Chargers, just because everything is on paper right now for them. Yeah, that's and fair. their charges is in, in, for the Chargers. But the reason why I still have them kind of low is because that AFC West is just going to be absolutely brutal on defenses. All right, at number eleven, I've got the Bengals. They were 17th last year, ninth in the AFC. They have made moves to improve their defense, but again, the 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 way. Here's where their defense could improve, and that is if if they go with more ball control. If you see a lot more Joe Mixon, and then getting to the passing game, if there's a little more dedication to the run game, because you can see at times where the Bengals will get away from their run game because their their passing game is just absolutely incredible. So I I, I do wonder their division will help them. You know, they're not really playing a lot of people in their immediate division. You're not talking about a Ravens team that's going to put a bunch of points on you. The Steelers are a big question mark, maybe even a negative mark. And then you just don't know what the situation is with the Browns. So the Bengals, um, they could, they might be able to get it done. I just still think they're just too offensive heavy and not defensive-minded just yet. Yeah, their biggest thing for me, uh, and I talked about this a lot last season, and I actually mm-hmm. used, um, funny enough, I got torched by Bengals fans all year long. about no, it's Cincinnati. Uh, about it's my, really people yeah, you can talk well, about. Yeah, well, because it... 
because I was constantly bringing up how much they struggled defending like over the middle, and yeah. it was it was a constant issue for them last year, and it's probably the weakest part of their defense. And they didn't really do a ton to like alleviate that issue. Right. If if the inside or if the middle of the defense can kind of shore up, I like what they have on defense. I actually have them rated a, a not I guess kind of significantly higher than where you have them on a list when I. And I, to be fair, I did my I did a top five defenses back like after free agency, so I'd have to redo my list now, anyways. But I had them rated higher up, closer to like the top five, just because of how well they wow. did towards the back end of the season. Ooh, and nah, I really like listen. I I like their defense. I really do. I don't like them over the middle, but if that improves, I well, think they have a here, legitimate unit. Here's why over the middle is a problem. If there's a Deshaun Watson there, he's most deadly across the middle. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, who people are saying he can't throw the ball down the field, but guess what? He loves the middle. And if you're Mitch Trubisky, you're going to scramble to try and find somebody in the middle. So if the middle is your problem and in a conference or in a division that's got some pretty weak quarterback play outside of, you know, in terms of, you know, worrying about people going, you know, gung ho on you, maybe outside of Deshaun Watson, you, you walk right into what they can do pretty well. And that may be the dink and dunk stuff that's just going to add up and add up and add up. And uh, but again, you know the the Bengals have the ability to out gun sling it. At ten, I have the Browns, and even though they've got Miles Garrett and I believe um, Davion Clowney came back, so those bookends. This is shocking me. They were fourteenth last year in the league and seventh in the AFC. So kind of on par, like their AFC number and their league numbers makes sense. You know, you're seventh in you know in your conference and fourteenth overall. Uh, I have them tenth over. I have them tenth in the conference, so a little bit less than where they were last year. But if you're talking about in terms of where they would be in over the overall NFL, maybe eight, seventeen, eighteen, somewhere in there. Um, I just don't know if they're going to be able to get it done now that they put so much emphasis on Deshaun Watson. Uh, the run game is going to help them again. We just don't know. Um, and I think part of the reason why I have them a little lower than what I do is because you just don't know how putrid the offense may look if there is no Deshaun Watson for the first four to six weeks. So that the, the defense uh, may give up a little and then may be able to recover down the road by not being on the field so much. All right, so I still have nine more to go. 617-779-7937, the text line 37937, talking about how the defense ranks so so far I have not gotten to the Patriots so so for those who may think that he hates the Patriots look I've done 10 and the Patriots are above 10 so I'm not they so hang out find out where the Patriots fit right now it's time to trend here on WEEI with Ethan the Greg Hill Show weekdays 6 to 10 now here's what's trending on WEEI all right, time now for what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots rookies reported for training camp today, so we are now just a couple of weeks away from the start of the NFL's preseason. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm very excited. I love all things football. I'm excited to see players coming back to camp. It means we are right around the corner from the best time of the year. Yes. And on top of that, the all-star break underway as Juan Soto yesterday came away with a big victory in the home run derby last night. As you mentioned, KJ, essentially just throwing up his value after rejecting a massive 400 million contract and now at this point it looks like he's probably going to get maybe something around that same amount of money but for less years we'll have to see how that shakes out hopefully it's not the yankees that end up getting him because i mean (laughs) as if we need the gap because they actually value paying people that put people in seats yeah 
Um, and then on top of that, the All-Star game currently underway right now. The game's still sitting at 3-2. to two. They are at the end of the 8th, and um, not really too much noise coming from either of the Red Sox players. Devers had an at-bat earlier. He was walked, and then... Um, uh, Bogarts, excuse me, ended up being uh, struck out swinging. So not a whole lot going on from either of them as well. But that is what's trending here at WEEI in WEEI.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah! You know I have the same birthday as Jerry Garcia? Late night, W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thanks so much for hanging out. It's true. People probably say that's why my brain cells are the way they are. But honestly, I had the same birthday as Jerry Garcia and Chuck D from Public Enemy. And tell me those two things do not explain me. Those two had a baby, it would be me. I I share one with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, see, I wouldn't share that. (laughs) Well, unless you like my Miley Cyrus is your thing. You know, but... You know, to be to be a deadhead and to be a, a, a knight of the living base head at the same time is a very honorable. Well, see, well, you know, it was also birthdays that day, and I don't really say it out loud too much. Coolio, right? Like, so it doesn't like, oh, you think you forget Coolio. But yeah, love me, love me some dead. So if you're just joining here late night, we're talking about some of the top def- AFC defenses. This is just according to a list that I've p- compiled together where the defenses ranked last year and where they could be this year. 16 are the Texans, 15 the Jets, and this is just for the AFC. 14 the Jags, 13 Raiders, 12 Chargers, 11 Bengals, which Ethan is kind of like, eh, he has he, he sees the Bengals higher. The Browns at 10. This year at 9, I see the Dolphins who were 16th overall in the NFL, but 8th in the AFC last year. I think the Dolphins know that, hey, at the end of the day, despite the acquisition of Tyreek Hill and uh, Mostert for the backfield to add to their backfield and the receiving core that they already have, Tua still may make mistakes, and it's going to be incumbent on the defense to lock down (laughs) some some drive starting from midfield, right? Like where, where points could have been gotten, a mistake was had. 
And so I think I think if there's one thing that the Dolphins know this year is they're not going to be this super offensive, explosive team. They're going to be proficient, but it's going to be their defense that carries them. Almost kind of the playbook of the Patriots, and I think these are the remnants of the blind Brian Flores era, which I think some of that still exists on the defensive side, and now you have an offensive mind there. So I, I, I like the Dolphins' defense to be kind of middle of the road in the AFC, and it, it literally was last year. In fact, this is down a number. So they, I have them nine this year. They were eight last year in the AFC. Yeah, and, I have them kind of taking a step back too, mainly because yeah. coaching staff and like you were mentioning, like you'd mentioned, like with with Tua, I, I I'm not a big buyer on his stock, so I don't necessarily. And, and you also talked about this too earlier, is where like off defenses will do as well as the offense will because if right. you're going three and out constantly and you're on the field, uh, you know you can only Ooh, play so much like until you start to gas curse out. Curse it through their helmet. Oh, come on. Oh, you know. So you might have some of that, but I think um, that's one of those situations where as that new culture is being developed, it is kind of a chance for the defense to say, "Yeah, we're really the stars here," despite what you might do on offense. At eight, I've got the Ravens. They were 19th overall in the NFL last year, 10th in the NFC, uh, 10th in the AFC. I have them at eight this year. Now, I know there's been a couple of uh, acquisitions in the draft. Still wait to be seen. But I I think sometimes with the Ravens, we think of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Ravens, and those guys have long been gone. Now, the Ravens will show up defensively in patches, but last year they really didn't do that. You started to see holes. And so I think when you're in the process of plugging holes, I have them better than they were last year in the AFC, but I still have them in the middle of the pack at eight uh, overall. So it would be up; they would up be up two spots from last year. So an improvement, but not that great of an improvement. At seven, I have the Steelers. They were 20th overall last year, 11th in the AFC. So you're like, well, why do you have them four spots ahead? The Steelers were really handicapped by Ben Roethlisberger's choices on the field last year. Like, if you told me that the offense was the reason why they got to the playoffs last year, that would be false. And so now with Mitch Trubisky in there and no more of a quarterback having to want to have a say if they want to throw, because Ben Roethlisberger was throwing virtually on every down. So those days are going to be over. They have control of the quarterback room. You don't have the veteran that you can't tell anything to. So they're going to run the ball extensively and lay on their defense to make big plays with T.J. Watt and uh, and 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 I, mean, I didn't get the wrong I didn't get the wrong brother did I? No, you, you got the right one there. Okay, right I'm, I'm definitely I'm definitely with you on the Steelers one. Honestly, I can see the Steelers doing even better. The fact that I think I put them at like number six. Yeah. Earlier this offseason, that was prior to the draft. I think they've done a good job retooling. And I mean, as lo- and that was before getting Mitch Trubisky as well and drafting Kenny Pickett. Right. As long as they can just hand the ball off to Najee Harris, who I think was an absolute stud in his first season last year, yeah. Alabama running backs, typical. Um, Kenny Pickett, or if it ends up being Mitch Trubisky for a little bit, then Kenny Pickett, however that shakes out, as long as they're just focusing on the run game and playing yeah, smart either, football. Either one anything, you're talking game anything they right. get, Anything they get on offense will be better than what they had last year, right. which so will help for, out the defense tremendously. Right, so their defense is really going to be what they lay their hat on, and that's their offense, and their offense will be very defensive in its approach. So don't expect the Steelers to put up a whole lot of points, but what they will be looking to do is get teams into thirds and longs and be able to pin those back with, with that front four, front three they have, and the edge rushers. I, I, you know they're still very viable um, on the defensive end. At six, 
the New England Patriots. They were second overall in the entire NFL last year and second in the AFC. I have them taking a step back because of the age. And the other part is I believe they're going to be on the field a lot more this year than they were last year. Last year, the run game, you you nearly had two 1,000-yard rushers. I don't know if you're going to see that again because so many teams are prepared for that. You said at the start of last season, hey, teams are going to have to be worried about Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. You would say, Ramondre who? And Harris, yeah, he's a good back, but that's all they've got. So for the early portion of the season, the Patriots were effectively able to run the ball all the way through that first game in Buffalo. Then after that, they really couldn't run the ball anymore. So the defense is going to be a, a little a little more stretched out. But again, if you told me that the Patriots, if you're going to tell me that the Patriots have the sixth best defense in the AFC, I would take that and say, okay, that's something to hang my hat on, knowing that I might have the 11th best quarterback in the AFC and I've got a wide receiver class or a wide receiver bunch that isn't really quality. So six is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I, I like Patriots at six. Somewhere within yeah. like five, six, seven, not, I don't know if I'd even say five, maybe like six, seven, eight, somewhere around that, that ballpark feels like where the Patriots will end up being, J.C. Jackson being gone. And um, if Matthew Judon can get back to doing what he was doing in like the first half of the season last year, right. there, you know, then their ceiling's a little bit higher. But I... I Louis, I, I feel like you, whether you want to call J.C. Jackson like a system guy or not, because I know there's that was like a really big debate when he moved on. Um, I think he he was fantastic in the system when he was here, and that's tough to replace. No matter how much they want to play uh, praise like Marcus and Jack Jones, the two rookies that they have coming in, but that's a tall task to replace considering how much he would turn the ball over. Yeah, if you're first saying the Patriots are six, Steelers seven, Ravens eight, that's where you would say okay, Belichick can get some things out of defense. That will put them ahead of a couple of teams. I don't think the Steelers would be in the mix of a playoffs, but the Ravens will be. So, you know, like, look, you've got an advanced defense that could possibly get some things done for you, uh, but it's not going to be a a number one or two defense in the league. So now we're down to the top five ASC defenses this year. This is according to me, and here's the shocker, I think, to you, Ethan, but may not be as much of a shock as you think. I have the Chiefs at number five. (sighs) They were eighth overall in the league last year and fifth in the AFC. So just by choice, they're not, I don't see them finishing any lower than they did last year. But here's what happened to the Chiefs um, that I believe is going to set a different trend for them this year. There were games last year where they just kind of let took their foot off the pedal and made their defenses look bad. A Washington game is a really good example where it's like, hey, You had this game, you gave it up. And it wasn't so much on the defense, it was like the offense stopped being the offense. And sometimes you can do that when you know that you can score at will. I don't think Patrick Mahomes has that same confidence, even though, like Juju Smith-Schuster, is nothing to sneeze at as an addition. But again, that original chemistry, call it like the original Jackson 5, or your first inclination of Van Halen, or, God forbid, One Direction come back without Harry Styles. You know, like... You that original formula that says, hey, um, we need to be able to give our defense a chance to really show their worth. Now, even though Tyron Matthew is gone and people say that as a big loss, I don't think that the Chiefs' issue was in the secondary as much as it was in the front seven. So um, the Chiefs at five, and then I've got the Titans at four who were fourth last year. I think the Titans surprised a lot of people because you think Derrick Henry, you think they run the ball, 
But their defense can be smothering, and I still think it's going to be their calling card. It's 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 what allowed them to really seem to be like a number one. You're like, how are they a number one seed Mike last season? Mike yes. is one of the best like at getting the absolute most out of every single player on his roster in the league at this point in his career. And he, he's only he's been head coach for, what, like three or four years now. It's incredible the amount of people that they had, like no-name guys on that field, where, I, like, in, come playoff time, I'm like, who are these guys that even have on the field right now as they're playing the Bengals? And it's it like when you look at it that way, obviously not maybe as shocking that they lost, but he just gets so much out of them. And the defense that they play there is so good. I love this one. I love this one at number four. Yeah, and I think because they've lost a couple of weapons on the offensive end, they now know that, hey, if Derrick Henry is our bell cow, then in order to keep him fresh, ready to go and everything, we've got to make sure that we are getting teams turning balls over, getting short fields. So look for them to be a lot more aggressive going you know, as ball hawks. They, last year were they more of stoppers, but now you may see them go from stoppers to aggressors. And I have them as the fourth yeah, best. And defense. they didn't even get a ton out of Bud Dupree, and he was like their big addition last year. If he if he produces, I mean, because I only think he had a handful of sacks, and I believe he missed some games too. If he actually plays a full sixteen games and plays the way he was on the Steelers, as opposed to how he did last year, the sky's the limit for the defense. Yeah. So so far, Texas sixteen, uh, Jets fifteen, Jags fourteen, Raiders thirteen, Chargers twelve, Bengals eleven, Browns ten. Dolphins 9, Ravens 8, Steelers 7, Patriots 6, Chiefs 5, Chiefs 5, Titans 4. So now we're down to our top three defenses in the AFC. And uh, there is a shocker in here, I think. But I don't think it's going to be that much of a shocker. I actually really like your top three as I'm looking at it right now. I, really, you, I don't, don't, I don't find don't it shocking. Don't spoil the Christmas. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, <laughs> I, I like your top three. At number three, I have the Denver Broncos. With everything that was going on with Drew Locke and couldn't move the ball downfield, slowly but surely, they've been def- they've built up a defense based around their two corners that makes them nasty. And the guy they just got from the Cowboys in that kind of weird exchange, but it turned <laughs> out to be Randy Gregory signing. Randy Gregory signing. You're like, hey, look, they when you can shut down the outsides. Now you're saying, hey, your passing game is only limited to really what's in front of you. And if rushers can get to you as you're trying to get your A-gap rushes and stuff like that and you know, multiple stunts and blitzes, the Broncos are going to be a problem. They were third last year in the entire NFL and third in the AFC. And think about how bad they were and yet had the third-best defense in the league. This, I have... Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, the, the, if the Broncos were one of the worst stories to watch last year because and I I think we talked about this on Sunday championship level defense yes. with an absolutely god awful offense and, right. it, and it was horrible to watch yeah i mean they the two times they played the chiefs last year they held the chiefs to low point totals i think one of them was like 16 they lost like 16 13 and I forgot the score of the other one. They so, embarrassed the Broncos. Or not the Broncos, I'm sorry, the Cowboys. Right. <laughs> the other the other horse team, the Cowboys, in, right. in like primetime TV. Right. So the Broncos have the defense. And if you ask me, though you haven't, but if you ask me, my sleeper to win the AFC is the Broncos. Because I think the one thing they needed, they got, was a quarterback. And that's why I had Russell Wilson, I think, ranked fourth 
in the AFC quarterbacks. Not because, you know, he's this much better. He's going to make that team much better. The Broncos are going to be hella dangerous in that AFC West where everybody's talking about the Chiefs. I, when I was on BetQL a couple weeks ago, I think we we're going through the different divisions. I said the Broncos are going to win the AFC West. They're like, that's a take. I'm like, no, that's for real. Right? Like the one piece they were missing, they didn't even have to go get the best one. Like, granted, they have Russell Wilson, but let's say the Broncos went and got. I know you don't like the name Dak Prescott. It, they're going to at least get to the last four in the AFC champ in the AFC. You anything know, was an upgrade over what they were anything doing last was year. anything was an upgrade at number two i have the indianapolis colts shocking that they were 10th last year in all of the nfl and defense and sixth in the afc uh not anymore what you saw from this defense towards the end of last year was absolutely amazing but the reason why you didn't notice it was because carson wentz got in the way the Colts are going to be dangerous in the AFC South, and I predict them to actually win that division because of their defense. Because their defense, their biggest opponent quarterback in that division is going to be Ryan Tannehill. Madden gave Darius Leonard, and I know I said I try not to get upset about their ratings, <laughs> but I saw their linebacker ratings today. They dropped a few more. They did, I believe, edge rushers. And let me they did let me see if I can get let me see if I can guess his number. Darius Leonard probably got a ninety eight. I I wish he was ranked as the fifth less best linebacker at a 90 overall 90 after coming off of a year where he had eight forced fumbles, four interceptions and 122 tackles. See, you know what those Madden game rankings? I said this last night because we're talking about Devontae Adams getting the 99. It is designed to see some players see their number go down as the season goes on. And as you see other numbers go up, like Justin Jefferson will end up being a 99 receiver by the end of the season. See, I say that about Darius Leonard every year. I've been saying that since he's gotten into the league. When he led the league in tackles his rookie season, and uh, it just seems like they've capped him at 90, and I don't really know why. He is, is, if not the best, the second best linebacker behind only Fred Warner. So he probably goes to probably a 97-98 if the Colts are the number 2 defense. They become the story. They get they are getting key wins. They're competing for their division. All these things kind of play into you know the awareness numbers go up. You know, so th- those things will go into those Madden numbers and in the rankings. But I have the Colts as the number two defense in the AFC this year. So my only gripe with your top three is I would flip the Broncos and the Colts just because Darius Leonard is he just had back surgery and yeah. they're saying he'll be ready for Week One. I don't know, and back surgery is kind of a sketchy thing in my opinion. So. Yeah, if, the, if it takes them a little bit to get back, it might it might hit them a little bit. But obviously, like Stefan Gilmore being there is massive, and I love yeah. you know I, I love the rest of the defense over there. But um, well, the I, reason why I, I would, would have, take Broncos two Colts three that's like nitpicking though. Well, well, I would have the Broncos a little behind because they are going to go through some shootouts in their division, right? Like they are gonna you know you're going to play Kansas City twice, you're playing the Chargers twice, you're gonna play the Raiders twice. There's gonna be a little bit of bending. I don't think they'll break, but you one of those games a levy may break. And that may say, okay, this is why you're not the second best defense where the Colts are like, hey, we get the Texans twice, we get the Jags twice. And we're talking about a one-dimensional Titans team on offense. So the Colts are, are so that, So that's fair, but my, my counterpoint to that is the Colts are actually also playing the AFC West this year. 
So yeah, but not, th- but not, I, I but understand not for six of their games. Yeah, I mean, but if they have the schedule of four, and you could argue that all four of those offenses are a problem. So right. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, to- I completely, I completely get where you're coming from. Though. Right. If you told me, hey, put the Colts defense against the Raiders, I would take the Colts to win that game. And I you said told that me, last year and watched them lose. Yeah. Well, this is a different year now. If you said take the Colts defense and put them against the Chargers, I'd say they could cause problems and maybe an upset. So if you say what did I think the Colts record would be against the AFC West, maybe two and two in the I four games, play, right? But if I'm saying the Broncos, what is their divi- What is what is going to be their record against the uh, those other teams? They they may lose three games out of those out of those six. They might. That whole division Just, feels like three and three. Right, right. Everybody feels like everybody's going to feel with the, feel, uh, finish with the same record. So I guess it's no surprise to anybody and hold your nose because it is our arch enemy inside of the division, but the number one AFC defense this year will be a repeat from last year. They were number one in the league last year, number one in the AFC, and yes, number one again this year, I believe, will be the Buffalo Bills. And because of their secondary and because of the addition of Von Miller, now, we're not talking about, I don't expect the Von Miller from Super Bowl 51, right? I'm, I'm talking about the Von Miller on key downs, being able, especially if it's third and seven, third and 10, third and 12. This is where Von Miller is the most dangerous, where you've got to hold the ball longer. And when you look in the division, guess what he has? Quarterbacks that hold the ball longer on longer downs. So if you're going against Tua twice, you're going against Mac Jones twice, and you got Zach Wilson twice. The Bills are going to feast. Let's just call it what it is. So I think the Bills, very much like the, the conversation that we're having about the Colts in their division, where two of their teams, two teams are absolutely just horrible, and the third team is a one-dimensional offensive team. This is what the Bills are looking at, right? You have a one-dimensional offense team right now with the Patriots, where it's strictly the running game. Um, the passing game really kind of walks into the wheelhouse of the Bills. They want you to try and throw on them. And so if it's going to be Tua trying to throw on them, that can be very interesting. And Zach Wilson, throw it, run it. He'll give you the ball all the time. So, I, I mean, it pains me to say the Bills will most likely be the best defense in the AFC this year. That Bills defense is going to be ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe they have Von Miller now, too. I well, can't. You- this is the season that you'd wish that the, the Patriots didn't see the Bills until week 13. <laughs> you know, like, maybe you wait. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not going to be able to get the blowing winds anymore again. It's it, it may not be pretty for the Patriots. But again, the Patriots with the sixth best defense means, you know, they could they could, they could could cost a few teams some mistakes. They may be able to pull up upset. You know, I think the most intriguing game that the Patriots will have early in the season will be the game at Green Bay. Because that's going to be something that's going to be in the realm of either, hey, the team has done pretty well in its first three games, and suddenly it becomes kind of like this, ooh, checkout game. And people are like, yeah, the Patriots don't belong here, you know? And they'll show their meadle. They may lose, but they'll show their meadle that, you know, look, we're not going to go down like suckers. That's going to be an interesting game, and the defense will do that. Or things have gone so bad at the start of the season, let's say they're 0-3 or 1-2 going into that game with Green Bay, the defense really has to turn up because they can't make, They got to make sure that leakage that probably has been going on the previous weeks has to stop now because it's a 4 o'clock game. When it's a 4 o'clock game, that means a lot of America gets to see it. So there you have it. Top AFC defenses uh, this year, Bills 1, Colts 2, Broncos 3, Titans 4, Chiefs 5, 
Patriots 6. All right, Late Night with KJ. We wrap it up here next here on WEEI. Yeah. Let that rock, Ethan. Let that rock right there. That's college days for me. Uh, and Late Night, WEEI. KJ, thank you so much for hanging out. If you missed any of the show, I don't blame you. No kidding. <laughs> Get the Odyssey app. It's free. Type in WEEI. Save it to your favorites. You can listen. And, of course, on your Alexa device, like, you're starting your morning, you're getting ready to get up and do stuff, getting kids ready for camp or what have you. Uh, tell your Alexa device, hey, play WEEI 93.7, and it'll take you there. You can check out the Greg Hill Show while you're moving around the house. Alexa device will get you here to WEEI as well. Before I get out of here, I heard something interesting out of Lane Kiffin's mouth. Lane Kiffin is the head coach of Mississippi uh, football program, or Old Miss as people call it, where he says... In terms of name, image, likeness, quote, ideally, I would think that the coach should be part of managing NIL. <laughs> the kid is the kid going to be able to manage your 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 loungewear deal that you have with these big shoe companies? See, here's the thing with NIL, and I've and I and I've been saying this ever since they allowed for NIL to start to happen. Schools could easily pull the rug from under NIL by doing one simple thing, taking the last names off of jerseys. Right? Because if they're, let's say you're Alabama, you have two number nines. Well, you can't just be number nine doing your thing for Tuscaloosa BMW and number nine over here is the water boy. The schools are trying to figure out how to get power and how to rein these things in because places like Ole Miss and Alabama are in huge trouble. Here's why. They're in the middle of damn nowhere. See, if I'm in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the most my name image likeness could probably get you is a house or maybe a car dealership, Now, which may not be bad, but ask how many of these players really want to live in Tuscaloosa once the playing days are over. Can't you just see the commercials now? Hi, I'm your star quarterback. And, and you know, when my family ran into a jam, not only did this home or realtor come through for me, but so did the school. Now you just put it out on Front Street, you know. Reggie Bush, remember, he, I think they wanted him to give back the money for the house that his family got in San Diego. Now Reggie Bush could be in college football and being the spokesperson for a realtor. Cutting a deal. The quarterback, I, I, Bryce, I can't think of his last name. Maybe that is his last name. It could be his first name. One of his NIL deals is with BMW of Tuscaloosa. So now it's like, okay, we used to just give you the car. and let and t- Hey, don't tell anyone where you got it from. So now tell everybody where you got the car from. But that's the most they can offer. Or say, if you're the University of Georgia, and you're 45 minutes from the city of Atlanta, then why wouldn't your NIL deals be much greater? You can you can do it. You could do so many things. You could promote so many things. The, the 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 money pool is so much greater. Or if you're at Texas A and M, and you're a sneeze away from Houston, well, Houston is like the seventh largest market in the country. My NIL deal can help me get business from things in Houston. Where Tuscaloosa, Alabama, is somewhere. South of Chattanooga, west of Atlanta, in the middle of nothing. Close to nothing. 
University of Texas, right there in Austin. You could do NIL for tech and not be smart enough to do the tech. Money in money places. That's why Lane Kiffin's worried. That's why Nick Saban is dry snitching. Why? Because their schools are in the middle of nowhere. And that has been their power before. Because before NIL, a school in the middle of nowhere could get away with everything. Penn State, I put it right there now. I put it right there in that pile as well. Boy, you're in the middle of nowhere. What kind of NIL deals are you going to get? Local coffee house? State college? <laughs> Here's your $38. <laughs> yeah. If that, more like just a free cup of coffee a there week. There you go. Cup of Joe. And his name is Joe. I'm trying to tell you, these college players, be very careful of how high Icarus flies close to the sun because... All they have to do is take your last name off of the back of that jersey and your name and image is nothing like the other number nine carrying the water, getting a name and likeness deal. <laughs> back tomorrow, a special weekday edition of KJ and Dondero in for Mutt, 6 p.m. here on WEEI. Have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Ethan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.